Hello, and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts. This is episode number 40, and it's about 2016 design and product trends. And we think you guys as the pros should understand that. Not because you want to be all necessarily up to speed yourself, but you got to be there for your customers, and that's really important. So uh, so that's where we're going. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dolfel. Thanks for joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you a new ProCast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros and hosted by pros and with successful contractors and guests. You can listen to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or iTunes. And look, usually at this point, if you've been a regular listener to our ProCast, you know we talk about uh, a little bit about the Pro Construction Guide. And David, this week's free newsletter um, has some really good stuff in it. Um, it's, it's designed to make our pros on the job site more effective and more profitable. Absolutely. The, uh, the newsletter editor told me that the story about cool truck accessories and the podcast on developing a marketing plan for 2016 got the most clicks from the subscri- subscribers. And I can see why. Those were really informative. Even as a remodeler with decades of experience, I got a lot out of them. What I think is best of all is it's free. It's uh, available in English and in Spanish. And you can sign up for the newsletter at any time at ProConstructionGuide.com, www.ProConstructionGuide.com, or at MeConstrigia.com, MeConstrigia.com. All right, let's get on with the show. In this episode, we're going to be talking about house design and building product trends that you're going to want to know to keep your business strong and profitable and to be relevant with your customers. Our guest is Katie Tomasulo, whose product's Twitter feed was recently named one of the top 10 in the construction industry. That's very good. Katie, welcome to the Pro Construction Guide series of ProCasts, and uh, we're glad you're with us this morning. Can you give us like the 30-second bio on Katie Tomasulo? Sure. Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, let's see. I've been active in the construction industry for about 16 years. First, I was an editor for a number of construction publications, uh, focusing mainly on building products and green building. And for the last five years, I've been a marketer for building product manufacturers. I recently went independent. Um, I work at home here in Seattle, and I divide my time providing content and media relations for building product manufacturers. And I also do some writing and editing for several industry trade magazines. And that puts me up close and personal with uh, talking to a lot of folks about what's hot and what's not and in and out. And hopefully I'll be able to share some, some good ones with you today. Perfect. That's awesome. So it doesn't sound like you get bored very often. That's good. <laughs> no. That's good. All right. So look, let's talk, out, let's talk uh, about design. Uh, so more than like just colors or, 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 or when people think trends like that, let's talk about in actual design, what are the trends that you're seeing um, in remodeled homes uh, as you uh, as you say you know stay close to the industry? Yeah, a lot of what we're seeing is is being driven by economics and by the the changing of generations. The housing market is rebounding, thank goodness, but people are still a little bit wary, I think. And at the same time, you've got these Gen Ys or millennials, depending on what you want to call them. They've now become the biggest generation, bigger than baby boomers. Right. Um, there's, they should be buying homes right now, but a lot of them aren't because of student loan debt, credit, lack of starter housing, those types of things. And so those factors, I think, are really driving a more realistic or practical approach to choosing products and design elements. Homes have come back up in size, but I feel like people 
aren't selecting things just to keep up with the Joneses. They're choosing features, even luxury features, but those based on what really fits their lifestyle. They're not spending money just to spend it. I'm also hearing a lot of buzz about generational, multi-generational living, whether it's kids coming back from college, aging parents moving in, or even families that historically or culturally enjoy having multiple generations under one roof. Uh, a recent survey by the National Association of Realtors, um, 13% of respondents bought a multi-generational home, and AIA's most recent home design trend survey also indicated a rising interest. So a lot of new home plans either have a dedicated space or are flexible enough to transition to that. Um, in fact, uh, the New American Home, which is debuting this week at the International Builder Show in Las Vegas, this is a home that each year is built to really showcase what the new trends are. Mm-hmm. It has a top-floor VIP suite um, dedicated solely for this purpose. It has its own bathroom, its own bedroom, its own outdoor terrace, and it's designed exactly for this type of thing. Very cool. So it sounds like if you're a professional working with somebody, especially in this Gen Y, this new generation coming up, it's not just good enough to know what the trends are, but you're going to have to ask some questions of your customer because it sounds like that generation is going to kind of do what makes most sense for them, and it may or may not be trendy. Exactly. It's It's really about what they want. Well, that's that's not bad. That's a good thing. All right, so let's let's go into the product trends, um, and and we'll think uh, let's we'll try to think by room or by product category. And the biggest the biggest um, emphasis always seems to go to kitchen and bath. So let's start with the kitchen. What's happening in the kitchen? So the biggest things that I'm seeing are probably the biggest things that you're seeing. Um, you can't miss it when you look at a kitchen, um, and that's the kitchen island. Uh, they're mm-hmm. getting larger. Um, we know now that the kitchen and the great room are really the center of the home, and the, the kitchen island is the center of the kitchen. Um, and so they're getting bigger. They're, they're, they're providing space for everything from food prep to doing homework. Um, one thing in addition to the traditional things you think about in the kitchen island, um, make sure you're including outlets in the island, whether on the cabinets or in these cool pop-up mechanisms that you can have. But considering how many people use their laptop at the kitchen island, that's something that's often forgotten. And another important thing to remember about the kitchen island is that that weight can make the floor bounce. It can make the floor feel bouncier underfoot. So if you are putting in these large kitchen islands, be sure to consult with your engineer or your engineered wood manufacturer to see how you can beef up the joists underneath uh, to keep that floor from bouncing. The other really big thing I'm, I'm hearing about is storage. A lot of it and really creative use of it. Um, these days it's more about keeping the often used items really close at hand and then having a, a nice sizable pantry uh, to put everything else in. Open shelving is really popular and so this ample pantry space helps clear some of the clutter. Cool. And then professional style kitchens are still on trend. You know, having those nice High-end appliances, those stainless steel appliances, that's still the ultimate get for a home buyer or a homeowner. Um, and I love the proliferation over the last few years of touch control faucets. Um, this is an item that is a little bit pricier, yet is practical and smart for homes with families or homes with home cooks. Um, an example of, you know, a nicer item, but one that makes sense to a lot of people. Cool. All right. Very cool. Uh, I like that. I really like the idea of uh, of, of our, our contractors listening. Make sure 
Uh, you said a great thing when you talked about the weight of an island or even adding granite to a to a kitchen. If they don't change out the island, you should always check that because those are those are huge problems. Um, so let's get out of the kitchen and, and, and go into the bathroom. What's happening there, Katie? This is another case where if you're looking at a lot of pictures of homes or visiting a lot of model homes, you're going to see the trend right away as well. And that's um, what I'm hearing over and over again and seeing in survey after survey is that the Whirlpool tub is so passe right now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Instead, home buyers they want custom showers. And this doesn't necessarily have to mean you know, two shower heads, an array of sprays, although those are nice, but really homebuyers just want something that is roomy and open um, and feels luxury. And if they do have a tub in, in really nice custom home master bathrooms, you're now seeing it as a freestanding tub and often even sort of as an art piece in the center of the room. Um, so there, there are still tubs, but really that whirlpool has gone away. Um, one thing to keep in mind, though, is if you are getting rid of, of the tub in the master bath, make sure that there's a tub-shower combo in one of the secondary bathrooms, because those point. are essential for, yeah. for families with children. Um, regardless of what you're, what you're putting in the bathroom, safety is really top of mind. Um, as we know, baby boomers want to stay put as long as possible, but they don't want to live in a bathroom that feels like a hospital. And the great thing is, is there's lots of options for grab bars that are more decorative and stylish, um, low or no threshold showers. Again, lots of options for stylish linear drains or shower pans with beautiful built-in tile, um, and even stylish fold-down or built-in shower benches. And the great thing about all these products is they're not just good for aging folks, but also for everyone. Even a even a built-in shower bench is great for, you know, a 30-year-old who wants to shave her legs, you know, in addition to somebody who needs to sit in the shower. Um, so the, the proliferation of really nice, safety-minded products is, is really helping that along. And then for baby boomers, it's not just about safety, but also about health. Um, according to the NHB, the National Association of Home Builders, there's actually an increase in demand for products that allow you to monitor your aging parent's health in the home, um, or even features like a yoga studio or a gaming room that can help uh, keep aging baby boomers healthy and, again, staying in that home longer. All right. So let's let's kind of click our way through the rest of the house, um, Katie, uh, thinking about inside the home. And, and let's think in terms of technology, because that, as we talk about both baby boomers and the next generation coming up, technology has a place. It really does. And, and this is where I go back to that word of, of realistic or practical. Um, the energy, the technology has to be easy to use and enhance rather than complicate life. It can't be a gadget for gadget's sake. And that's why smartphone controls are really popular. I have a friend who's able to control her alarm system, her lights, her sound system from her phone. And it's both convenient and it gives her peace of mind when she travels. And then products that are practical and, and pretty to look at as well, such as the Nest thermostat, um, which is this beautiful thermostat that almost is reminiscent of an iPod. Um, people were giving those as gifts for Christmas, I heard. Um, you hear a lot following shows like the Consumer Electronics Show two weeks ago, whiz-bang features like refrigerators that take inventory and things like that. Yeah. Um, they're still sort of yet to take off. So again, sort of practical technology. And it comes down to the simple things, too. I mentioned the outlets of the kitchen island earlier, and the same goes for all over the house. 
I work from home, usually at a desk, but often I'll, I'll sit at my couch as well, but there isn't an outlet nearby, so I can't sit there for very long. So just thinking about the way we use technology and Wi-Fi and having access to those things no matter where you are in the house. All right, that's cool. What about, um, you kind of tickled it with, uh, you know, talking about the nest. What about energy efficiency um, and and how that plays into the cost? Because our pros are, are listening and, okay, we'll, we'll be energy efficient, but you can't just spend a ton on that because um, there's virtually no payback for a professional. How, sh- how should they think about that? Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, this this thing of green being a buzzword has really largely faded in the mainstream. Sustainability is still in demand for some, and the leaders in the industry are, are setting the way for us down the road. But for now, you know, for the mainstream homeowner, it's really about the practical. And those that centers around things where you can get a real return on investment, things where you can see what you're saving and what your, what your extra money is going toward. And so now things like Energy Star appliances, Energy Star windows, programmable thermostats, those have sort of become the baseline of must-haves because, again, they're more practical. You can see the, see the return on investment. Um, and energy management systems are actually growing in interest, according to the American Institute of Architects. A lot of homeowners are also thinking similarly when it comes to health and comfort, which is, which is another sustainability term. But they're really more open to considering things like low VOC products and ventilation, even things like sound control. And then one of the most popular things we're seeing is growth in LED lighting. It's hugely mm-hmm. popular now. Homeowners have a better understanding about what it is and, and what it does, and manufacturers are coming out with more options. Um, LED lights top AIA's list of popular green features by a long shot. Um, and they also offer flexibility. For example, I mentioned the new American home. Um, the builder of that house actually created backlit mirrors using LED tape set behind the mirrors. Yep. And then finally, even residential solar, I think you'll start seeing more and more of. It broke records last year, and that's expected to continue um, thanks to reduced costs and proven payback. So at minimum, even if your homeowners aren't quite ready for solar, at minimum do some pre-wiring so they can always add it later. Very cool. Absolutely. And and I like the part where you talk about green, and it was like just kind of a buzzword because I always tell people my grandmother always called it common sense. So... <laughs> Uh, so it's all good stuff, and 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 we're 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 catching on. The old guys are starting to catch on. I love the LED lighting too. It's just it's it's awesome. It just makes it makes under lighting in a kitchen so much easier now. Um, exactly. But uh, what what are what are some other trends inside worth noting? Um, one of the ones I love the most is is accommodations for pet um, pets. Excuse me. I'm a pet owner myself, and it's it's very much more acceptable these days to pamper your pet. And if you look around Pinterest, you'll find endless ideas for how to make your home more pet-friendly. My personal favorite is a uh, pocket-style pet gate that someone built that pulls out from the wall to block the kitchen. Huh. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some cool cabinets with built-in pet dishes or pet beds or crates, so some really cool things. It's really becoming more acceptable. Um, classic looks are really big. Hardwood flooring is one of those trends that never goes away for good reason. It's beautiful and durable, and it goes back to that pet trend as well. Well, see, now I suggested to Barbara last night that we put our pet in the cabinet, and she said, no, that was mean. So, but... <laughs> sorry. You I'm didn't sorry. know that you were, you were trendy, <laughs> did you, John? I'm, I'm with the trend, baby. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> well, okay. 
All right, so Katie, we've talked about uh, the inside. What's going on the, on the outside of the house, on the exteriors? On the outside, outdoor spaces are still topping buyer lists, um, although the degree of which is probably toned down a little bit. Not everyone wants that huge whiz-bang kitchen. Um, but one big thing is just creating that seamless transition. There's really no excuse not to anymore. You know, a few years ago, there were only one or two manufacturers that sold those opening glass walls. Well, now every major window and door manufacturer offers some sort of bifold accordion-style opening glass wall that, mm-hmm. that really allows you to make that connection. Um, really big on the exterior is low maintenance, and this is something that's driven by all the generations, but particularly the millennials. Nobody wants to maintain their decking, their siding. Um, AIA's Home Design Trend Survey, um, low-maintenance exteriors were the top exterior home trend. Um, just one example, one of the manufacturers I work with on a day-to-day basis is Boral True Exterior. They make a siding and trim out of polyash, and that results in the look of wood, but superior performance, durability, and low-maintenance. Um, one interesting thing on the exterior, I guess it's sort of the garage more than the outside, but um, AIA has seen a dramatic jump in interest in electric car docking stations. Um, so that's something to consider as well. A lot of multifamily properties at minimum are including electric car spaces in their communities. Huh. That's true. We're actually doing some stuff with Tesla installing chargers and stuff, and we were surprised to see the um, the frequency of that. You're You're 100% right. Cool. All right. So, look, we've got a bunch of pros listening with a million things on their mind and on their plate every day. So, Katie, if we had to say there's three things that you would want our our pros who are listening to take away from this conversation, what would you say those three things were? I think the three biggest things. uh, One would be storage. Uh, Storage is so important. Millennials want clean lines. Um, We've got more trends toward openness. So getting rid of the clutter and getting it out of sight is a key to comfort. Energy efficiency, which we talked about, um, is a key trend, and, and it has to be with what's going on in the world. But it's important to show buyers the return on investment. When can they expect to pay out? What do they need to do from an operational standpoint to get that payback? And then finally, it's what you alluded to earlier. It's really listening to what your buyer's looking for. What's their lifestyle? How do they live? Buyers are going, willing to spend money on things that make sense. Um, whether that's a fancy outdoor kitchen to entertain or whether that's solar panels. And then in their place, they'll forgo the things that they don't need. Um, so really understanding what your buyer or your remodeling customer is looking for. Awesome. Katie, excellent, excellent advice. We appreciate it. Thanks for taking your time this morning to be with us and for the insights that you're providing. If you want to learn uh, more about building products and technology, you can check out Katie's postings on Twitter at ktom17, at ktom17. K-T-O-M, I should spell it out, 17. All right, it's time for us to dive into the spare parts box, and we're going to go, uh, we're going to dig in and find a tool, a gizmo, something that we think is pretty good, uh, more than just cool, useful. And this week, we're grabbing out of the box the Diablo Sawzall, or the reciprocating saw blade. Not just any one, though, the carbide-tipped metal-cutting reciprocating saw blade. David, why do we love that? Well, I mean, beyond beyond cutting uh, nail embedded wood, uh, was I was talking to my brother the other day, who was a plumber, and they purchased one to cut some four inch cast iron out of place. And of course, any remodeler that's ever had to deal with cast iron uh, knows what a pain it can be to 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 cut that product. So if you don't have a cast iron cutter, a big chain cutter. Um, 
you're stuck with a grinder or you're trying to cut it with some type of uh, nugget uh, carbide tip blade, which they don't work very well. Mm-mm. But this blade is unbelievable for $15. Uh, it will, it will, it will, it will make you think twice the next time that you have to cut a piece of cast. You just get that blade, and you will be totally amazed. The whole Diablo series, awesome. But it, so I'm not surprised to hear that. But uh, awesome feedback. So that's that's our, that's coming out of our spare box, the toolbox uh, this week. Hope hope you take uh, advantage. Check it out. Now, if you'd like to listen to this podcast, or clearly you're listening, so if you'd like to share it, you can visit us at www.proconstructionguide.com. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of Pro Construction Guide, then visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk. If you've got any feedback for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave a message. We really would like to hear your thoughts. Thank you very much, and we'll see you on our next episode of Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCast podcast. We hope that you'll make us a valuable tool in your toolbox. Toolbox.